Lord, thank you for this morning, for this opportunity for us to meet and to gather here to worship you and be reminded in our worship who you are, God. Because in the midst of this tragedy, it's so hard, Lord, sometimes to make our way out of it, Lord, with everything we see. It's so hard, God, because it affects our faith. And sometimes we wonder if you're still here, Lord. But God, we know you are, and I pray you would encourage us with your word this morning in that way. And of course, God, I want to take, a, take time, a moment here to pray, God, for those there on the west side who just lost everything, homes, job, everything, running from the fire with just the, the shirt on, on their back, God. Those who lost loved ones and people died, Lord. God, our hearts go out to them. We, we cry for them. We cry with them right now, Lord. And Lord, I, I also lift up Pastor Steve over there as he's having service, God. May you bless him and anoint him also, God. And may the people be encouraged in your word as he preaches. So speak to us today, God, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I was reading about uh, Angelo Cavello uh, when her son was trapped under a car after it fell off the jacks that it was holding up. She miraculously lifted up the 64 Chevy Impala up high enough for two neighbors to pull her son out. I think about, wow, God must have given her that superhuman strength. In a similar situation, Tom Boyle ran over to the car that hit an 18-year-old boy and pinned him underneath. Boyle, by himself, lifted the car up uh, off the teenager as another person pulled that teenager out. It seems out of nowhere came super strength. And I also read about this tiny mother in Quebec, Canada, saw a polar bear threatening her seven-year-old son and friends. So she immediately, bravely ran toward the polar bear, tackled the bear. Another man grabbed his shotgun, fired three times in the air, and when the bear ran towards him, he shot the bear dead. The mother was treated, but you know what? She made it through. All right. All right. That's a super mom. If you talk about super mom, that's a super mom with super strength. You know, I read these stories and I think, how can this be? I mean, we see it in the news or maybe you've seen things like this. You go, how can this be? How can a normal human being do this? Now, doctors try and explain saying, well, in times of emergency, times of crisis, there's an increased dose of adrenaline that comes into play and it, you know, kind of powers you up in that way. Maybe, maybe not. But I'll tell you what, I have to believe God through his grace, gave these people that super strength to match their particular emergency. And that's what God does. So as we take a break here from Second Peter, I want you to understand that. That God does give strength to get through. Strength to get through. And that's the title of our message. Strength to get through. Now, we're going to be looking at a few scriptures here. Isaiah chapter 40 from verse 28 to 31. And then we're going to skip over to chapter 41 to verse 10, which probably many of you already have highlighted and marked. Today, we're going to see three things. And number one, his power never runs out. His power never runs out. Number two, his power powers you. And number three, his power holds you up. His power holds you up. So let's begin here. His power, number one, never runs out. God will give you strength to get through. So first of all, we're going to see his power never runs out. We're going to take a look at uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 30 in this section. So uh, take a look with me here. It says here in verse 28, Isaiah 40, Have you not known? Have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth he does not faint or grow weary his understanding is unsearchable 
He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. So we'll stop right there. Now we begin with Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet. He's writing here, and he, he's giving hope here to Israel by reminding them that God is all-powerful. Now you have to understand the background here. Israel is about to head into the Babylonian captivity. Nebuchadnezzar and his armies about to come in, take over the kingdom, take over Jerusalem. And, and once Nebuchadnezzar, once the Babylonians take Jerusalem, that's the end of the nation of Israel until 1948, our time. So there's some hard times coming ahead. And so through the Lord, Isaiah is speaking to the people. And he's, he's trying to encourage them. In our study in Isaiah, we learned that he's trying to encourage them. Hey, hey no worries. You're, you're going to come back in 70 years. You're going to come back to the land and build the temple and get back there. And so God's trying to encourage them. You know what? I'm going to get you through this. I will get you through this time. So Isaiah is saying, look, you are heading into a hard time but God will get you through to the other side and that's really the gist of all this that we're going to see in our passages so he begins here in verse 28 have you not known have you not heard in other words rhetorically he's saying you guys know this you guys know this about God you've heard this you've seen this come on guys let's pull it up into our memories let's pull it up in the forefront of our minds And what does he say? First of all, the Lord is the everlasting God. That means the Lord is the eternal God. Everlasting meaning eternal. That as far as you can back, as far back as you can see in eternity past. And and far ahead into eternity future, God's always been there. That's our eternal God. And, And that speaks to me about the constant part of God's being the consistent that he is constant that he's there no matter eternally from way back from way forward always he's there because God is God he's the eternal God so Isaiah's like hey remember let me remind you you've heard this you know this you've seen this the Lord is our everlasting God the eternal God and then he says next he says the creator of the ends of the earth So God is the creator of all things. From one end of the earth to the other end of the earth, everything you see, the universe, the heavens, everything underneath, everything God created. And that speaks of his power, how powerful God is. So if God is eternal, if he's constant in that way, and he's the one who created everything, then you know what? God, he will not, says there, God does not faint or grow weary. God does not get tired. God does not get exhausted. That's the idea here. Because God is eternal. He has all the power. You know what? God is not a weak God. That's the idea. God is not a weak God. His power never runs out. He's eternal. He's all-powerful. He created everything. God is not a weak God. His power never runs out. Colossians 1.17, I'll read this to you. This is the New Living Translation. It says, He existed before anything else, and He holds all creation together. Now, most of you, we know that verse. In that passage, Paul's writing, and he's really talking about Jesus Christ here. So Jesus, we know, he, he's, he's God. He created all things. And then in this verse, it's super interesting because he existed before anything else. He's eternal, right? But then it says he holds all creation together. And what we like to talk about is God keeps creation together god keeps things together you know when we think about how how our world is made it's made out of molecules right and molecules are made out of atoms and atoms are made out of electrons protons and neutrons right and inside the atom you have a nucleus of protons and and neutrons 
you didn't know I was going to have science class today. But, uh, and then electrons are, are, are orbiting, right? Uh, the, the, the nucleus here. And, and, and however many uh, electrons and all makes up, you know, what kind of molecule, all, all that, right? So, so you guys know that. You know what the interesting thing is here that uh, in the nucleus is protons all huddled together with the neutrons. Well, normally the positive charge protons, electrons are a negative charge, the positive charge protons would repel each other. But it's inside the atom. It's together in the atom. Why, why aren't they like blowing apart? If you split an atom, yeah, you know, we know what happens. Well, why aren't they? Well, you know what scientists, they call what holds the protons together, they call it this technical term, strong force. That's it. What holds it together? The strong force. So, guess what that strong force is? God. God holds all creation together. I think when Peter talks about that um, in the end, you know, there's going to be a new heaven and earth and God's going to like, like wipe out, you know, everything and make a new heaven and earth. We know that after the tribulation, after millennium, after that, there's going to be a new heaven and earth. And when God makes that, you know what I think? I think God just goes, let's go. And everything, and then he creates something brand new. So understand this today. Our eternal God, our constant, yeah, is all powerful. He, he created everything. He's our creator. So his power never runs out. He's not a weak God. He's not like us. Like, have you ever had those exercise grips? Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. Are you ever trying to hold that? Say, how long can I hold it? Oh. You're trying to hold it and your hand like gets all cramped up and you can't, you got to let go, right? That's not the Lord, you guys. That's not him. His power never runs out. Let's go on here in verse 28. It says that his understanding is unsearchable. In other words, no one can get to the bottom of his knowledge and wisdom. You know, we... our finite minds for sure, but no one, nothing, can really reach the ends of everything he knows. There's no way. We cannot get to the bottom. It's unsearchable. So this tells us that God knows all things. The word is omniscience, right? He knows everything. He has all wisdom. And so he knows, you know what, about all things. So he knows the troubles we go through. He knows the accidents that happen he knows what's going on right now on our island he knows all things so if he knows all things he knows how to handle all these things because he knows frank gabriel a commentator wrote this there's comfort in the fact that god can never be taken by surprise isn't that good to know and, and here, so Isaiah inserts this in there that we can take comfort in God's omniscience. God knows what's going on. He's not taken by surprise. He knows all things. And you know what? He knows what kind of strength we need to get through. So understand that. With this little uh, a thing he wrote, Isaiah put in here, his understanding is unsearchable. It gives us comfort. Okay, God knows. Even the fact that we understand God knows. I don't know about you. That gives me comfort. Yeah. That, okay, God knows. God's sovereign. He's our creator. He's eternal. Okay, God, you know, you know. If you know, okay, that's helping me. That's helping me now. So God knows how to give you strength, when to give you strength, where to give you strength. And so when he does, it says here in verse 29, he gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Now, this is a promise, you guys, verse 29, that he will give you power, that he will give you strength, that when you feel faint, like you're exhausted, you just can't go. When you're weary and tired, you know what? He is there. When you have no might, you know what? He's there, and he increases that strength. Do you see what he's saying? Isaiah is saying that to the powerless, God will give you strength. 
God will give strength to the powerless. God helps the powerless. Do you feel powerless today? I, I did. Oh, seeing the pictures, I just, I melted. Oh, I was overwhelmed with, what, what can we do? I mean, even my own small mind and looking at the damage in, in Lahaina Town and going, how do you even rebuild, right? Where do you start? I, I don't understand any of that. Maybe that's how we feel in our life. Maybe what's going on in our island, island is on top of other things you're going through. And you're just overwhelmed. You feel powerless. Well, you know what we see? It's, we see here that God helps the powerless. So no, verse 29 is for you today. Sometimes we see on TV, don't, don't get your theology from TV shows. Okay? Right? Don't get your doctrine from truth from TV shows. Right? It's like Hollywood has this thing like, oh, you know, God helps those who helps themselves. The good book says, it doesn't say that in here. I looked. It does not say that in here. You know what it says? It says God helps the powerless to those who cannot help themselves. It's not like God said, well, come on, do something, and then I'll come in. No, God says, you know what? I'm going to come and help you do something. That's what we see here. His power never runs out, and it's right here for you. God helps the powerless. You know, it's, it's hard right now. Where do we go? Where do we start? But understand that he will guide us. Part of his strength is not to help us do things, but to keep going, to get through. We're going to talk about that in a moment. In verse 30, it goes on and it says here, Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. Now, you understand what Isaiah is saying, right? The youth get all the energy, don't they? I, I mean, I see that as I get older. <laughs> oh, I got to take some naps sometime, you know, going back to being baby, right? Even the young men, yeah, they, they get all this energy. But Isaiah said, saying, look, yeah, even those guys eventually will get tired. Even those guys get exhausted. But you know what? God never gets tired. God never collapses. That, that's what he's moving into here. That it, the Lord will not collapse on you. I, I, I was picturing um, Sunday night, we used to have a family dinner, and, and uh, grandkids come and stuff, and, and boy, they're endless energy aren't they? Zip, zip. Papa, can you play? Yeah, let's play. All over and over. It's like, you know, if you, if you pick one up, you've got to pick the other one up. And then um, um, if we, we'll run around in circles or chase each other. And let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. No, I got to sit down. Papa got to sit down. And well, I got to rest right now, you know, kind of thing, right? Right? Well, that's the picture here. Even youths, even young men, uh, and toddlers too. Um, uh, one of our grandkids will, will you know, get tired, start to whine. You hold him, and they, he passes out. Yeah, Skyler will pass out. Yeah, even they lose their energy and get tired. But his power never runs out. Hold on to that, you guys. Go to God. Know you can find that strength in him. One of my favorite quotes from Corey Ten Boom is this. If you look to the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at God, you'll be at rest. And being at rest is strength too, right? So don't be stressed. Don't carry the weight of the world on your shoulders because God is going to give you the power for today for the next day, to deal with what happened yesterday, to deal with what's going to happen tomorrow, you're going to be okay. Listen, God will give you the strength to get through, for his power never runs out. Let's go to the second thing we're going to see here is his power powers you. His power powers you. Look at verse 31, Isaiah 40. 
verse 31, it says, But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. All right, so as we move into verse 31, it's in contrast to the, to the youth, to the young man who run out of energy, that, no, we're not going to be like that. That's why we see in verse 31, it begins with that conjunction. But, but, not you guys. But, not you. Not you who follow God. But, but what does that, what do we do? How do we receive that strength? Well, he gives that here. But they who wait upon or wait for the Lord, ESV says, who wait for the Lord. What does that mean, to wait for the Lord? Well, number one, it means that you stop. Stop your running around like chicken with head cut off. Stop and you go to God. You pray. You worship the Lord. You come to church. You come to our prayer meeting. Come to gatherings, pray with one another, call someone. But you stop to seek God. That's what that means. It means to stop and go into His presence. It also means to surrender. That's surrendering your worries to Him, right? Philippians 4 says, Do not be anxious, but in supplication and thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God. And so you come to God. As you go to the Lord, you surrender all this, all your burden, all that you're thinking about, all that you're overwhelmed with to God. The situation, you give it over to God, which means you're not trying to fix it your way, which means you're not trying to handle the problems. You're going, God, help me, help me. And then when you do that, you can connect. So stop and pray and then surrender yeah, pray and worship, surrender everything to God, and then take time to connect to God. And when you connect to God, you have connection to His power. Do you understand that? We understand that as Christians. You know, the Holy Spirit is living within us. And the Holy Spirit should be filling us. I think, part of the idea of filling of the Spirit. Well, biblically, when it says in Ephesians 5, to be filled with the Spirit, the idea is to be controlled, place yourself under the power of the Spirit. But I, I think a lot of times we're not connecting to the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So how do we do that? Well, pray, worship, go to God. Stop trying to control things on your own. Worry on your own. Give it to the Lord. Surrender it all to Him, His will, His hand. And then connect to God's soul. You'll have connection to His power. But it takes waiting on the Lord. It takes going before the Lord. It takes settling yourself down. It's not like, okay, I'm going to wait on the Lord. And you set a timer for one minute. No. It takes time. I don't know. Well, how long is it, Rick? I don't know. For me, it, it's an hour or more. Maybe for you, it's less. It, it takes time for me to really calm down, go before the Lord, to give Him, to stop those things spinning in my head. You know, it takes time. To, to, to get into worship takes time. It takes time to what? Be still and know that I am God. It takes time to, to come before God and to really make that connection with Him. But when you do, when you connect to God, you will have connection to His power. Listen to what Jesus said in John fifteen five. He said, I am the vine you, vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, that's that connection, and I in him, he's in you. He, he it is that bears much fruit. In other words, you get a lot done. And then he said, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing, you guys, without Jesus. Nothing. We're not going to survive this without Jesus, without that connection. So go to him. Seek him more than you ever did. 
You, th- that's the best thing you can do for the people over there, for, the, for, for our loved ones, for our, for our friends, for our family, for those who lost. How can we help? How can we comfort? Well, connect to God and he'll show you. He will show you. But it takes that time to wait for the Lord, to wait upon the Lord, to wait on the Lord. You know, um, <clears throat> we saw a post this morning that, as I mentioned, Pastor Steve is over there in Westside, is having service. And his message, his daughter relayed this on Facebook, is God is not in the fire. God is not in the wind. But in the still, small voice. You know where that's from, right? When Elijah was going out of his mind, he thought all is lost. He's the only guy following the Lord and all of the nation. And he went and ran into a cave to hide and have pity upon himself. And the fire came, the wind came, right? And then the still, small voice came and the Lord spoke to him and encouraged him. You see, that's the moment. Those are the times where we hear from God. And so you need to seek God in that way. And oh, that hit my heart, what he's preaching today. So be still and know that he is the Lord. Because you know, that's the connection. And in that, his power powers you. All right, so we wait for the Lord and the result Let me give you what we see here in verse 31. Three things. First of all is new energy. New energy. We're we're fueled up again. Yeah. Look verse 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. We'll find the strength from God to go on, to keep going, to keep doing, to keep being. You know, the word renew here actually means to exchange. It's like taking off your old clothes, putting on the new clothes, and like, all right, I got new clothes now. And you go on. So what is happening is you exchange your weakness for God's powerful strength. That's what's happening. I think about what Paul said. In 2 Corinthians 12, my, the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for you. And I, and I love that word grace because I'm not perfect in how I respond in these times. I'm not perfect when, when calamities happen or I'm under pressure and the flesh comes out. But God's grace is sufficient enough to cover you. To what? Paul goes on to say that the Lord told him, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So Paul said, when I am weak, then I am strong. Sometimes we may think that, oh, oh, I blew it. I don't know. Will God help me? But you know what? The Lord is telling you today, my grace is sufficient. I'm going to give you the power. I'm going to give you new energy. My power will power you. Then we have new energy. But the second thing comes from waiting on the Lord is new elevation. How you like that? Energy, elevation, the E thing. Elevation. Verse 31. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. So when you wait on the Lord, when you go for him, when you connect, go to him, when you connect with him, his strength will re- your strength will be renewed by his strength. And you will mount up. That means you will rise up. Rise up above the distress. Rise up above the discouragement. Rise up above all this devastation. And you'll mount up with wings like eagles. You know what that's talking about? You're going to get wings. No, like eagles. You're going to, the word really is talking about you're going to soar high above like eagles soar. And I was thinking about, you know, when I see videos of eagles, they'll flap a little bit, but, but they're just on the wind currents, right? Their wings are out, and they're just... And I thought, oh, I love that thought, Lord. We're going to soar high above. We're going to float high above here. You know why? Because God is the wind beneath your wings. God is the one pushing you up. High above all this, all above the, the stuff down there, above the motions, above all the things spinning in your head. He's going to push you up. God is that wind beneath your wings so you can rise up and soar. Soar, you guys. 
soar through these times, these problems. Next time, maybe, maybe if you go down to Kanaha and, you know, watch the kite surfers. Yeah. I can't do that. I'm not into that. But I'm amazed. They have that big parachute thing and they're bored. You know, they'll go out on the water and, and catch wave. But then, then they'll, they'll like ramp up a, a wave like a ramp and jump off. And then they're like, oh, so high in the air. I'm like, whoa. I'd probably be scared <laughs> looking down. But they're just floating up there, you know. That's God bringing you up high above your troubles. High above what's going on right now. High above so you're not buried in it. So the wind and the waves, the, the, the rough ocean below, you're high up above that. Now they come down, but you know what? God's going to sustain you. And that's really the thought here, that you will soar. You shall mount up with wings like eagles. You're going to soar like eagles do way above high up there. And let me tell you, up there, yeah, you're not going to sink because you're up high. And up there, I think we will get the right perspective on things. So as you wait on the Lord, wait for the Lord, you're going to have new energy. You're going to have this new elevation. And you'll be able to get a right perspective on what's going on. The third thing we see here is new endurance. Endurance. Told you. It was an E thing. Um, I'm going to give you some things later, but I didn't uh, alliterate it in that way. But energy, elevation, and endurance. Look at the last part of verse 31. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So those who wait for the Lord, who take that time to pray and worship, take that time to surrender, take that time to be still and know that I am God and connect to Him, they shall run. They'll end up running, not be weary. They're not, they're not, they're not going to get tired. They're not going to lose power. They're going to run fast, I feel like, and run and keep on going. They're going to walk forward and up, not dragging their feet like when we're tired or we're exhausted. This is all to say this. God will keep you keep on keeping going. God will keep you keep on keeping on. God is the one. You know, when we face these challenges, like, like, like right now, it, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard to keep going. But God enables us to still, you know what, run our race. Yeah. When, when, when the demands of daily life, maybe that's, been piling on top of you and they stack up against you god enables you to faithfully walk in those footsteps of jesus so run your race walk in the footsteps steps of jesus as god gives you that power the new energy the new elevation the new endurance endurance so hold on here keep going go to the lord it's hard. I, I, I know in our minds, too, it's hard to understand the pain. Yeah? I, I mean, what, what, people hurting like this. The loss of life and home, jobs. I mean, how can you go on? How can you still have faith in God in all of this? My uh, doctor friend, he texted me this morning when he was going through He's going today, too. They're there like 12 hours. Um, he said, yeah, we're leaving at 6. We're coming back at 6 p.m. But he, he, when he went through one of the times, he saw um, that a mom had covered her baby that they bur- both burned. And I just, I, I just felt like crying and all of that. What, what do you do with all that? It's so hard. One of the things that we don't understand, we leave that. But we hold to what we do understand. That God, He's sovereign. That God is here. That God is taking care of things. And God can be our strength. And you can get to that place when you wait on the Lord. When you wait for the Lord. And you'll find His power powers you. His power powers you. I think it's 
great. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's who we are, right? The whole island getting together, yeah? Helping one another. Uh, all, all the shelves being empty in stores because people buying things for donate, yeah? The shelters um, uh, to, to put on the trucks going in. The people getting resourceful, getting on boats, boating in, right? Uh, people flying in, trying to do everything they can to, to bring things to Lahaina. It, 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 it's so great, people being resourceful in, in that way, making that extra effort. I'll tell you, a couple of the guys, um, um, we, we came down because Dean and I, we had to go do the outreach at Kula Hospital and do ministry there. But a couple of the, of the guys said, hey, we want to go back up. And they went back up during the afternoon, did some more work clearing trees and branches and stuff. We do. We put in our extra effort. And, 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 and this is what we hear as we come together, right? We hear this phrase, Maui strong, right? Maui strong. We are Maui strong. But you know what? Even more. And what we're seeing here is that God strong. God strong. We can be God strong because God is strong for us. Because his power powers me. His power powers you. Do you believe what's being said right here? Do you believe what's in the word of God? Do you believe in the promises that are here right now? Maybe think of it this way. I hear Babe saying in my head. (laughs) Thus says the Lord. If God said it, then it's true. If God said it, he's going to do it. If God said it, he's going to back up his word. And we got to believe God's word is true. And we got to believe that his power empowers us. His power empowers you. His power empowers me. And so we will have strength to get through this time, you guys. We will have strength to get to the other side, whatever that's going to look like, Lord willing. We will have that strength. Because His power never runs out, and His power powers you. Let's get to the third thing this morning, and that is His power holds you up. His power holds you up. His power never runs out. His power powers you. And number three, His power holds you up. And here we're going to skip over to Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. We know this verse. It's one of my favorite verses. If if you've seen it first time, better circle this one. Highlight this one. But it says, Isaiah 41, 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So, as we skip forward here in this book, and again, we studied this before. We're doing a special message this morning. But just to catch you up, uh, as, as we're skipping forward here, now, Isaiah has been relaying from God that, look, judgment's coming. Judgment is coming. Israel, and uh, uh, they made idols. They went after all the gods. The captivity is coming. And remember I mentioned, but God's saying, no, don't worry. I'm going I'm to help you through this time. So when we come into verse 10 here, Isaiah is is like, look, um, relaying, this is God speaking, that what happens, no matter what, I'm going to be there. From now on, that like God's always been, until then the captivity, and then beyond the captivity, when you return to the land, God's reassuring the Israelites, look, I'm here. I'm here for you. So he says three things here. He says, first of all, be not afraid. Be not afraid. And why is that? For I am with you. For I am with you. When he says here in verse 10, fear not, he's saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of of this bad time coming. The Babylonians are coming. King Nebuchadnezzar are going to come. But don't fear. Don't be afraid. Don't. This period of time you're entering into, it's going to pass. But don't be afraid of it. Be not afraid. Why? Lord, why shouldn't we be afraid? Well, he says, for what? I am with you. God's going to be with you throughout this. Now, that that tells me that just because it's 
bad, it doesn't mean God is left. Right? In our minds, our perspective is, well, it's really bad. Maybe God's not here anymore. And I'm sure Israel was thinking the same thing. God, what, what's going on? We're, our nation's going to go down? We're, we're not going to have a nation no more? We're going to be taken into captivity? Are you going to still be with us then? Does that mean you're not with us? God said, no. Don't be afraid. I am with you. You know what it's like? It's like when, when the dark clouds come over. You know, praise the Lord, Wednesday night it rained a little bit up here. I was like, oh, it rained. Praise the Lord, because there's still some hot spots up there. I mean, this morning, last night, the night before, I don't know about you guys, but I smelled smoke again. It's like, oh, no. And we're looking outside, do we see the glow? And I know up there, spots in Kula, up there, Kimo Road and stuff, there, there's some gulches and stuff still burning. But, but you know, when, when, when those clouds come, when those situations come, when the dark clouds come, we tend to think, whoa, what's going on? But when the dark clouds come, do we ever think that, oh, the sun must be gone? The sun burnt out, you know? Oh, what they're saying is true and what's supposed to come happened, you know, sun burning out. That's happened. That's why there's dark clouds. No, we know behind it is what? The sun is still shining. We've been up in the airplane, rise up above the clouds and look, oh, it's sunny. But you go down, it's like pouring rain and dark. Well, that's the idea. Just because things are bad, things are going on, dark clouds come and, come and cover the sky, it doesn't mean the sun is not shining. It doesn't mean God is not there. And even in those dark times, Jesus is shining his light. So what you see what you feel, what's in your mind, it doesn't change that God is with you. That's what I, the Lord is telling Israel here. It doesn't change that God is still here and working and moving and helping and powering. We all know Hebrews 13, right? Verse uh, 5, the second part says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Did you know in the original language, in the Greek, Hebrews 13, 5, where it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Never, that word is emphatic. It's more like, I will no, never, no, never, no, never, ever leave you. I don't know if, I don't know if you knew that. But that's really what's in the original language. That's what God is saying. That's what the Lord is telling the Israelites. And you know what he's telling us today? Be not afraid. Why? For I am with you. The second thing is that be not discouraged. Be not afraid. Be not discouraged. Now, why? He says here in verse 31, he says, um, I'm sorry, verse 10, be not dismayed, for I am your God. Why? Because God is our God. Dismayed here means like baffled or confused and or distressed even to the point where we are discouraged. Yeah? So he's saying, be not dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Don't be out of your mind and all this stuff. Don't, because you know what? I'm your God. I'm the one watching over you. I'm the one taking over care of you. You know, when things don't go the way we expected, isn't that how we feel? Ah, our world is falling apart, right? When things don't go the way we wished they would go, right? Ah, we're, 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 we're like, we're, we're, our mind is like, ah, oh, right? How about this? When things don't go the way we prayed, I think that's the hardest sometimes. The Lord is saying, be not discouraged. Remember, I'm your God. You're still my children. If you're in Christ, you're still my children. I'm your God. The word God here is Elohim. Same word used that in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created. So this really connects back, doesn't it? It's saying, do you hear it? Look, I'm your creator. I'm your eternal God. I'm your God. Your great and powerful God. I'm still the one working here. You belong to me. I'm taking care of you. I'm watching over you. 
So don't be discouraged. Don't be taken down by what's going on. Don't lose your faith in God. J.B. Phillips has a book called this. Your God is too small. And he kind of talks about, look, if you distress, if you're discouraged, maybe you forgot how great God is. So then from there, other writers have come out with this. How big is your God? How big is your God that you believe in? Is he the Elohim? Is he the everlasting Lord? Is he God, the creator? How big is your God? Is he all-powerful, omnipotent? That's the question, right? Is your God bigger than the fires? Bigger than the ashes? Bigger than the devastation? Is your God bigger than the lack of supplies? Is your God bigger than the rebuilding challenges or closed roads or even fallen trees? I would say yes. He is bigger. Bigger. I believe God is bigger and I believe God will somehow make the way. Do you believe that? So, being not afraid, yeah? Why? For God is with you. Be not discouraged. Why? For God is your God. And number three, be not without hope, for God will hold you up. Be not without hope, for God will, will hold you up. Look at verse 10 again, Isaiah 41. It says, he says, I, he goes on and says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You see that? He brings it all together to say, look, I will strengthen you. I'm going to renew your strength. I'm going to elevate you. I'm going to give you endurance. I'm going to be there. You're, uh, you're, my power will be your power. I'm going to come and help you. In other words, I'm going to be there for you. Don't be discouraged. I'm going to, I like this part, up." hold you. What are you saying? I'm the one going to hold you up here all the way through. How? With my righteous right hand. Righteous means his holy hand, his righteous, his righteousness. In other words, I'm not going to do you any wrong because he's totally righteous and holy and good. So his righteous right hand in ancient times, the right hand was like that, you know, like right-handed people, that's your strong hand. So that was really a way to say his strong hand. So hold to this hope, yeah? And I'm talking about a biblical hope. Today we'll say, well, I hope this happens. Like, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I'm really hoping it will. Well, the biblical hope is saying that, you know what? It will happen. When you read hope in the Bible, it's talking about what will happen. So hold to this hope. God will hold you up and you will make it. God will hold you up and make it so you will make it. I'll put it that way. He'll make it so you will make it. God will hold you up. His power holds you up. His power will hold you up. Interesting thing, if you look up at verse 7 here in this chapter, it talks about the craftsman, strengthens with gold. Uh, um, he smooths. He's, he's making an idol, basically. And uh, soldering, oh, it's all good. They strengthen it with nails uh, so that it cannot be moved. In other words, um, uh, uh, older translations say pegs. He's propping it up and making it so uh, with nails and different implements so the, the idol will stay standing there. But that's not our God. He doesn't need anyone to hold him up. He holds us up, right? God... This, it's all the opposite. He holds us up. You don't have to hold God up. And I want you to notice one more thing and then we'll close. Notice in verse 10. It says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. If God emphasizes I will three times, then you know what that means? He will. <laughs> he will. He's not just talking here. No, he is emphatic about it. He's saying, you guys, trust me. Have faith in me. This is a promise. I will power you. You are my hope. My power will hold you up. Well, 
Hold on, you guys. Go to God. Wait on Him. His power never runs out. His power powers you and His power holds you up. Now I want to close with this. When our um, youngest daughter, Jenea, she's sadly, she's an adult now. She's 23 years old now. But when she was small, like four or five or so years old, our family were hanging out Paya Bay as we did. We're hanging out at the beach, going over there. And, and, and so, you know, I took her into the water to play and she had a body board and she was playing in the water and, and you know, trying to float on the water and take the, you know, little waves coming in. And, and at first she'd only wade out to the point where her feet could still touch the bottom. And, and I told her, wait, wait, come here. Come, take the body board, get on top. Come over here where I am and you can catch the wave before it breaks not just after, you know, in the shallow areas, and just come out here. And, and, and I said, just come. I'm, I'm out here. Uh, I'll be okay. I'll hold on to you. I'll hold you up. But she was scared. And she's like, no, Dad, it's too deep. I can't touch the bottom. But you know what I told her? I reassured her saying, but you know what? I can touch bottom. How big is your God? He's saying today, I got you. I got you. God's got you. So rely on Him. And you know what? No matter how everything plays out, no matter what's going on maybe in your personal lives, you will have the strength to get through. Let's pray. Lord, uh, as we close up here, we thank You for Your Word. How great You are, God. How incredible You are. And Lord, we want to hang on to your truth and your word. We want to hang on to the fact that you, God, the creator of the universe, our eternal God, is here right now. And that, Lord, no matter what our mind, no matter what our emotions, no matter what our eyes may see or may lead us into, God, or, Lord, we want to, we want to come to you. We want to say, Lord, we believe in you. We want to make the choice to say your word is true and your promises that you told us today is true. And we're going to hang on to them no matter how hard it gets. And as we seek you, God, as we pray, as we worship, as we surrender, Lord, everything to you, God, as we come to you and wait upon you, may you strengthen us, Lord. May you strengthen us today, right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand.